Hey guys, we'll get started in just one minute, but I wanted to give you some good news. We've got our Worship and Creative Conference coming up in October, the 23rd to the 25th, and you can join us online. So as a thank you to you, our podcast listeners, for being with us on the journey, we wanted to give you a discount, 20% off the whole online conference. Go to hillsong.com forward slash WCC and use the promo code podcast19. And now let's roll the intro. Hillsong Creative Podcast, where we hear from creative experts, influencers, dreamers, and doers, what they've learned and what we can learn from their journey as we explore, respond, and create. Hey, it's Rich here. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm always glad that you would join us and I'm privileged to host it for you. Hey, at the start, you would have heard me talk about the Hillsong Worship and Creative Conference, which is actually happening next week. We're pretty excited about it. It's all go here. The office is a buzz and everyone's super excited. But if you obviously can't make it into the room, you can join us online with the promo code that I talked about. And one thing I wanted to mention to you was that while the, the conference is happening over a a few days, the online version is actually available to you on demand for three weeks after the conference. And I wanted to mention that to you because obviously not everyone can sit there 24 hours a day watching the conference and kind of taking it all in, but you might be able to spend some time over the next few weeks and watch it all and, and even implement some of the training with your team. So if that's useful to you, I just wanted to mention that and please take advantage of it and please be a part of it. I think that it doesn't matter where you are, We're trying hard to make sure it's useful to you and that you can join us. So hope you can. In this episode, we've got something really great for you as well. As some of you will know, hopefully all of you, we've got a new album from Hillsong Worship out called Awake. It's just been released this past week. And so we thought we'd take the opportunity to introduce you all to some of the stories behind the songs, behind the album, really the heart behind why we would do this album and why it's called Awake. You'll hear from Brooke Ledgerwood, who heads up Hillsong Worship for us, and she's speaking with Cassandra Langton, my fabulous wife, and also our global creative pastor. And they have um, a great conversation about some of the songs, and they include some others of our team as well. I think you're going to love this, and I think as you are looking to implement some of these new songs in your services, you'll find it really helpful to hear the heart behind it, and the reason why we've written the songs, and really how they apply to you and to your congregation. So let's jump in and I'll talk to you at the end. So Brookie, I thought we, <laughs> hi, we thought we would just start with you and wonder if you would just tell us a little bit of your heart behind this project and why it's special and where the theme came from. Yes, I would love to. Um, so Awake, this this album is, um, it's different and I don't say different in a um, in an isolating way, but I think it's different in that it feels um, like it's a bit of a, a page turn um, and a continuation of what God has been doing, but um, but a but a definite page turn. Um, I have never experienced so much spiritual warfare around a project before. Um, all hell broke loose, um, and I can honestly say that these songs um, have been not just contended for in a musical and creative sense, but contended for in the spiritual realm. And I think that's why they carry a different kind of um, a different kind of weight. Um, 
it became really apparent that God's hand was on this project from the beginning when we had our, our first week of kind of pre-production, um, starting to hear the songs that our songwriters were bringing and um, noticing, and, and I'm sure Ben can speak to this as well, he was in the room, but um, but noticing some common threads and that there were different angles and hues of the same narrative. And this was the week before Vision Sunday. And then Vision Sunday came and I remember sitting in Vision Sunday service in the OC um, with tears pouring down my face as I realised that the songs that were coming were an echo and an affirmation to the, the words that our senior pastors were speaking to in and through our church. Um, so really, um, I felt really excited from then that Hillsong Worship being an affirmation and expression of, of Hillsong Church sonically was kind of right there, right in the middle of God's will affirming and taking forward kind of the vision of our house and the vision that our senior pastors were setting forward. Um, and then, um, so that's kind of a bit of how the concept came together, that I think we're not clever enough to have done this. It became apparent from really early on that the Holy Spirit was writing a story. And so our prayer was then, Holy Spirit, help us to get on your page and 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 see this thing through. Um, and then we had to, in terms of the album sound, um, if I'm correct. I think this is our first um, studio album since around 2003, which means it's been almost two decades. So so really, um, if, if Hillsong Worship has been traditionally live albums for a really long time. So with the studio album, we had to, um, not we had to, but we chose to ask ourselves some questions about who we are as Hillsong Worship, as an expression of the sound of our house, and how do we express that in the studio format? Um, and so we did so by asking ourselves questions about who we were. And I think the answers were, number one, that we're a people under authority, that we're a church, that we're under leadership, um, that we submit to a greater vision of the house. Number two, that we're a community, that we're a global community, that we're a local community, that we're made up of many vast and diverse people. Um, and then third, that we're worshippers and we're praying people. And so um, I think the story of prayer is one that's woven through the songs and that will come out as we go on. But I think those were three of the hallmarks of the things that inform the sound, which I think are really important to understand, that we didn't come into the project going, how can we make a really cool studio album? But we went, who are we as a worshipping people? And what is God asking us to step into sonically in terms of how we express the sound of our church in this way? So that was a really cool challenge. Sorry, I have a lot of words. <laughs> um, but hopefully that's helpful. Is that helpful, Cass? <laughs> it's really helpful, Brooke. So how about, can I ask a question? So the thought of awake, where does it come from? Like I read something really fun this morning that maybe I can share. I read about... Um, Often revival and awakenings are seen as being interchangeable in the church and we think we can substitute one for another. And the thing that I love is that I was reading this when I said revival comes first and then awakening. And awakening is actually when yeah. the culture responds and changes to the power of Jesus Christ at work. Like, so revival yeah. is the church coming alive. Awakening is actually way wider than the church. And so I wonder yeah. if that's informed part of this project or what you were thinking as you entitled it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, coming out of off the back of Vision Sunday, um, with the word being revival is in the air, and then when we found out United were naming their album People, we're like, this this is really obvious because what is revival if it's not people awake? So we wanted um, that we wanted to join in that story, be a part of that story. That the statements that are coming out of Hillsong Church this year are really one statement: that revival is in the air, that revival is people awake, and then we'll move into Worship and Creative Conference where we'll get clarity, won't we, Cass, about um, about what that looks like. Um, 
But, um, you know, one thing that um, that even on that, before we even heard the songs in the first prayer meeting, um, I had really been praying about what to bring to the team and Ephesians 5, 13 to 14 was the scripture that I felt like the Lord put on my heart. And it's... Um, It says, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. I think that scripture is inviting us, that it is not even inviting us, but really um, urging us that it can't stop there. It can't stop with being visible, but it says everything that is illuminated becomes a light. In other words, we can't become a light. We can't be a city on the hill unless we are illuminated, unless God is stirring, unless the Holy Spirit is filling us from within. I could go on, but I'm trying to be succinct, which is hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, a diversion from live to a studio project, does that mean this is no longer a church album? Um, I feel like this feels like our church um, more than ever before. And when you listen to this album through, um, we'll talk um, when I introduce the song a little bit about the texture of prayer and intercession that's woven through it. But um, there's, uh, there's we use choir a lot. Our, our, our Hills Choir were a really essential part to the sound of this record. And so other people who aren't part of our church won't know or necessarily connect to this. But I remember... Um, and I might even get emotional now, but in the very room where you're standing um, late at night through March um, in between in between colour conferences and after conferences, um, being with the choir in that room late into the night, recording these songs with them and looking at people who um, who are the people of our church and, um, and I know their stories and you know their stories and the story of the faithfulness of our people and the seasons that they've walked through, but they have remained, like there's a weight on that and an authority on that. And so you might not necessarily be able to pick out their individual voices in the choir, um, they're there. And so when I listen to those sounds, I know that those, the stories of that faithfulness and the stories of the faithfulness the people in our church are an intrinsic part of the sound, um, which is really, which is which is crucial and which is vital and which is beautiful. We also, um, one cool thing we did with this project was um, for a number of songs, we got in what we call the worship leader choir. So um, worship leaders that weren't necessarily, some of them were, but weren't necessarily singing a lead vocal on the album, um, but are an intrinsic part of our team. We, a bunch of us, and Hannah was part of this as well, um, so she can speak to that later. But we got in a room and um, we just had we just had the team just free worship over a bunch of songs. So it still feels like a, it feels like a really. I think when you put on this record, it feels like a human experience. Um, it feels like the people that we know and there's um, little voices that pop up, kind of panned on the right or panned on the left, um, in spontaneous worship that you'll that you'll recognise if you're at church week after week. And so I think this is a, this is this is this is absolutely our church. And um, I'm I'm really humbled by the way that it's all come together and the way that I think the sound um, has managed to to express be expressed in that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the intercession? Yes. Well, I thought I would do that before um, perhaps Awake My Soul. Okay, good. You can do it before then. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I ask you a personal question? Favourite song on the album? Do Me. you have one or is it like picking your favourite child? Yeah, I can't pick my favourite child at this point. It's too hard. I would also like to point out that it's, um, when, well, you're not going to hear it today, but Ben Fielding and Joel Houston and I think Matt Crocker and Dylan Thomas wrote a really beautiful song called I Will Praise You and there's some really amazing saxophone on it and it's Danny Minatella. How good is that? Oh. Yeah. So it so sounds we're, we're like it's been... we bringing the sax back. Bring the sax back into church. It's time. It's time. 
Um, so it sounds like it's been a pretty inclusive project or lots of people playing so. I mean, little parts. Yeah, I think, I think, and I think I want, and I obviously have to shout out to Mikey who's on tour right now, but Michael Guy Chislett is just masterful at doing that. I think that can be a really tricky thing to do, but um, he is amazing at really gathering and just including um, as many people as possible. So there's like a thousand people playing guitar, a thousand people doing percussion, all this stuff, but it's, um, it really is, I think, um, a really beautiful re- reflection of, of the people who make up our team and our church. Yeah. Which brings me to the million-dollar question. I feel like for all of us, it's always like, what's the difference between Hillsong United, Hillsong Young and Free and Hillsong Worship? So, like, if you yeah. as the leader of Hillsong Worship has to have to articulate what Hillsong Worship is and who it's for, what would you say? Yeah. I would say um, that Hillsong Worship is the, again, trying not to get emotional, Hillsong Worship is the is the, the generational worship expression of our church. It's the thing that has been going on since long, long before I around, and I pray that it well, which we're doing our best to. I pray that this will be the, thong, the thing that long outlasts any of us. Um, I pray that this will be continue to be um, the gift to the church that that I think God has ordained um, for it to be. Um, so I don't think any, it, it belongs to any one of us, um, but all of us have a responsibility to to steward it and to hand it. I, my dream is just to hand it on healthier and stronger than ever to the next generation and that this would be a testimony to the power of um, of the local church and um, and that, that God really can use anybody. <laughs> Beautiful. So at the moment, that No One song has actually just hijacked Sundays for us. Like there's something on it and something about it that is unique and beautiful and in the room it comes alive when people start to sing it. Yeah. And would you like me to introduce that song now and say something look, about it? Look, I'm just wondering if you wanted to <laughs> or whether you'd like to keep talking about other things. Okay, great. No, that's perfect. This song is really special. Um, Scotty, um, Scott Lidget Wood had it for a little while. Um, brought it to Aiden, who completed the chorus lyric, and then we brought it into the studio. And then the end section, the no one, no one section, um, happened spontaneously. But this is one of the um, this eight and a half minutes of music is some of my favourite music that I've ever gotten to be a part of in my whole life. And um, and I, I just love how it starts really intimate, then it starts blossoming, then that choir with Steve Ollis and Katrina Peoples and Calista Puddle and all our favourites comes in. And then um, you'll also hear the free, some of the free worship starting over that. So you'll hear kind of on the right, Alex Yusef will pop up, Rachel Helms, um, Michelle Gannon. And um, I think it's a really beautiful reflection of our, of our team and our church and um, a song that we pray is a blessing to more and more people. But I'm really excited for you to hear this one. i 
I love that one. I love that one. So that song is, is I think that's another reason that this album feels really human because that last whole section, the no one, no ones, that was a spontaneous thing in the, that happened when we were first running the song. And so the vocal that you hear of mine is so kind of ugly because, because we just kept the original one because I couldn't replicate what happened in that moment. So there's a lot of the um, elements you'll hear of this record that are some, a lot of them are the very, very first time we ever ran it um, because we just couldn't replicate kind of what happened in those moments. So um, th- that's one of the reasons I hope that it feels really kind of warm and personal and live and real because it was. Um, so, yeah, I love that one. I love that one. Um, now I would love to talk to you about um, Dawn and Awake My Soul. So Dawn is track one, Awake My Soul is track two. Um, and I'm going to kind of introduce it to you, talk to you a little bit, about it, and then I'm going to sign off so I don't have to listen to myself. Um, sing because it's awkward um, and leave it to Cass but um, but I think you know as as Cass and I talk about all the time um, and as well documented um, all revivals um, and and most moves of God in history have started with prayer and um, and and kind of and this this is a project that was really soaked in prayer and um, one thing in that first prayer meeting that I felt to share with the team as well as I had just listened to a a Tim Tim Keller podcast on gospel movement. And he said this really cool thing that I loved. Um, he said that prayer plunges our imagination into God so that the things we think are, are gospel movement things um, and things that we couldn't have thought of on our own. Um, so we really loved that. And um, and deliberately um, at each day before we would start, we would plunge our imagination into God through prayer and ask the Lord to show us how things should sound and help us to hear things that otherwise we couldn't hear. And that has really informed um, a lot of this, all of this project, I think. Um, but this, this, there's a song that I wrote called "Awake My Soul," um, which is a whole crazy God story about about how that that song happened. But it's a song about our praise as intercession, um, and it's a song about um, the the sound of God responding to the sound of people of God um, praying and seeking Him. And so um, as we went into the studio to, to run the song um, for the first time, we kind of all took our place on the instruments and, um, and this thing just kind of happened. And it was four and a half minutes and we cut it down to one and a half minutes um, for the intro, but that's the intro track that you hear, Dawn. Um, and it sounds like kind of a bunch of things waking up, which feels apt leading into a song like Awake My Soul. Um, but one thing that I think you'll appreciate about this track in particular is that um, there's a rustling sound that you can kind of hear um, come in uh, partway through that kind of grows and swells and is kind of undulating over the top there. Um, and it's the sound of intercession. Um, and intercession was something that really informed this project, which I think that you can feel. Um, and then um, Hannah was in the room when this happened. David was in the room. David Ware, who's there, he was in the room when this happened. But when we did the worship leader choir recordings and the free worship and the spontaneous worship, we finished by um, playing um, just the instrumental music of Dawn and Awake My Soul through. And we um, we prayed through. We, we, we stood around in a circle and we just started interceding. We prayed for pastors. We prayed for refugees. We prayed for the suffering. We prayed for the church. We prayed for the people listening to the project. And um, you can hear that rustling sound of intercession in this track. And I just love the thought that um, people would put on this record. And the first thing they would hear is this music, but also the first thing that would happen to them is that they're washed in the sound of prayer and that they are surrounded with the sound of themselves being prayed for. Um, So that's something that I think is really, um, really special about um, these couple tracks. So we will play them to you now and I shall say farewell. 
sound I love to hear is the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises, he hears faith. There is a sound I love to hear, it's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear worship, he hears faith. We're going to keep going. So Hannah and Ben have both written and sung on projects. I'm going to just play. Is that okay if we go one more song? So um, Every Breath is Hannah's contribution to album. So how about we start there and then we're going to talk about this.
Okay, Han. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, tell us about the song. Okay, well, um, this is a song I worked on with Ben Tan. Um, he's an incredibly talented, ridiculous songwriter and amazing at just piecing things together and he has a mind to just see the whole picture and go, okay, where are we trying to head here and kind of get everything on the right track. And so it, we wrote it in January at the start of this year um, and it was, I think, to be honest, I think we were on holidays. It, it was a text, do you want to do you want to write today? I drove out to the hills. He has a studio at his house and um, we ca- kind of came across this initial concept of, every breath I breathe, I want to pour out in praise towards the King. And I think to be the thing that came to mind as I was driving out this morning, and this isn't like a deliberate worship conference plug, but if it is, let it be it. Um, but it was actually Pastor, Pastor Brian was, I think it was last year when he was speaking at conference and at, it was almost borderline weird at the end of his message where he started breathing in and out. And he said, you know, we breathe in the presence of God and then we breathe out praise. And he said to the whole room, everybody take a breath in and then breathe out praise. And it kept going like slightly longer than we anticipated. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was something clicked over in the room. Like you could, you could kind of sense the room was like, oh yeah. It was like this deep reminder of like, we're actually created for this. We're created to worship and our minds can go to a million different places and we can get caught up on a thousand different things. But at the end of the day, no matter what's going on, no matter what people are facing, the truth is at the core of our being, the way we are wired and created to function in this life is first to worship and to bring our praise before God. And so for me, Uh, We've been sitting with this song from the beginning of the year until now, not really knowing if it's a thing or not. But I I guess in a way it's been so cool because it's like just sitting with this idea that every breath today, God, every time I breathe in, every time I'm conscious of my breath, I want to be conscious of my worship to you and that my life belongs to you. And so it's been a really special experience for sure. Is that what you envisaged it would sound like? I don't know what I envisioned. It's kind of crazy because like you you give everything to write this song, but then in the best way, you kind of just leave it on the table and trust it to all these people that Brooke is talking about, like these amazing, like Michael Chislett and, and Ben Tan was in the mix too, but these people who, it's it's kind of fun trust, you know? It's like we put it out there and you're, you feel like your heart's in it, but in a sense, like Brooke said, this isn't any of ours. Like this church that we're a part of, the thing that God's doing, it doesn't belong only to me or to someone else. And so in the best way, there's this like crazy trust. You just put it out there and and it's kind of exciting. To be honest, the first time I heard the song was like two days ago. Um, you said something interesting, Ben. You said, um, if I'm allowed to quote you, that this project actually feels bright. It does. It feels happy. When we first started listening to songs, I think that was one of the things that, captivated me about those those first group of songs as they felt so happy and um and I love that I think that there's there's if we're talking about revival we're talking about being awake yeah. that the that the actual the tone and the color of the album feels really bright and it feels um airy and spacious and in all the best possible ways and I love that about that song um that you brought because as soon as we heard that I was like oh this feels so like it's so bright and it's so it's almost kind of got that like Celtic I can imagine like being in the hills of 
Island, you know, and singing that song. I think there's and there's so much synergy amongst the tracks too. And um, even hearing about what you're saying about the team, this kind of mutual trust. I love that aspect too, um, because you don't know what other people are going to bring to the project. So that initial listening is kind of like, you know, you've got all these songs and you don't know. They're kind of like cards. You don't know which ones you're going to play in that in that meeting. And um. And so Ruben and I had actually just written um, See the Light and it's talking about, you know, um, waking up. And then so then I, thematically like when Brooke play, uh, played Awake My Soul, I was like that's an absolute no-brainer song. It's a beautiful song. Like it's an important song. And so then you're like is it is it like are these songs that we've got that are on the same kind of theme, are they complementing that song or are they in the same in the way of that song? Um, and I love that about the spirit of of our team that it's kind of like, well, this is what I've got. Does it work or does it not work? And the pieces kind of start to come together. Um, and so there's a beautiful mutual trust in that sense with the musicians. But even I was talking to Angela before about our translations and and I love that, that there's a synergy right across what we do, that we kind of play our part. And then, you know, there's a trust from Angela that like we're bringing our best songs and that there's songs that are going to communicate something to our church and to the church. And then there's just this beautiful mutual trust where – then, you know, Angela and her team take the songs to parts of the world that and put them in languages that um, and, you know, help people to worship in their own their own tongue. And that's that's just so beautiful. I love that there's just this kind of open-handed trust and that God in all of it gets glory. And, um, and so the whole thing points to him, the, the centrepiece of our praise. So do you want to introduce See the Light? So this song uh, started and... It was basically like it, it was kind of this this country like verse sort of thing that I was singing, um, and uh, and it didn't have any words. And then we, you know it was like it needs this kind of like bright kind of open chorus. And so um, some of the first lyrics was the Galatians two twenty. You know, no longer I who lives, but Christ that lives in me. And and now you know thinking about then you know the revival theme that kind of came through church, just like how. In one way, revival starts with a death. Um, firstly, the the death of Jesus, but the but Galatians two twenty puts us in that picture as well that we die with Christ so that we might be raised with Christ, and um, so it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So, in that sense, our personal revival, our corporate revival, in one sense, starts with the death of Christ, but starts with death to ourselves. And then from that, God comes and, and breathes life and, and there's new life that comes and like almost like buds up in place of the parts of us that needed to die. And, um, and so, yeah, I love, I love the picture of, of that chorus that um, I was dead to sin but I woke up to see the light and that God's calling us to a life that's, that's full and that's fully illuminated, that's fully lit, where we see life and creation as he intended it to be and we're not seeing this poor... Um, you know, diminutive version of of the world and of of God, but that He's continually revealing Himself to us. Uh, as we worship, we get a bigger revelation of who God is. That light continues to come on, you know. And hopefully, that's my prayer for this project: that every song would do that, that another light would come up, people would see something more of, of who God is.
happy? Yeah. I, Is that I, what it's meant to sound like? I think so. I mean, I, lo- I love the way that um, that it's come up and I love love Dave's vocal on it. I love how bright, I love how happy it is. Um, and to be honest, like I love watching our church find new choreography <laughs> as well. Because whenever there's a new up-tempo song, it's like people don't know what, how, to, how to move to it, you know? And so I like, what we, I like what's been written so far. <laughs> Do you know what I actually love about it is my kid is 14 and like, he loves Young and Free and United, but that song is the song that they sing around the house at home over and over. And so I love that somehow you have captured generations and so, like, you've given them language to praise and it's beautiful to watch. So thank you, thank you. Okay, last song. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this one? Because I love the title of this. Yeah, so the song is Upper Room um, and it's a, I think it's Ben Hastings and Joel, I, I think, are, are the writers on the song. Um, but it's a, I love what Brooke said before about how the, the project starts, the album starts with the sound of prayer that you can't really quite ascertain um, but it's there. And then the project basically finishes with this song, um, Upper Room, which when, as believers, like when we think about all that the Upper Room represents, the the Last Supper, the place where the Holy Spirit was prayed for and the Holy Spirit came, where Jesus came back after he was resurrected and and showed himself to be the resurrected Christ. Like this is a, it's, it, it's a room, it's a place, it's a physical place that represents all of all of that, and it's the revelation of of God tying together the entire history of, of creation, the old covenant, the Old Testament. God at work in creation, re- reconciling Himself to people, comes to a head at, at in the Last Supper, and then we get the the Book of Acts and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and and the breath of God um, and and the revival of God that that is carried through the church through us, and so it's a place of prayer as well it's a place where where we go to encounter God to to find God and um so to me this this is the kind of song that like I can imagine like driving in my car with and just creating just space you know and creating space to encounter the the glory of God creating space for God to speak um and I feel like that's we need that more than ever you know and so this is a really special song and it's called Upper room. So help me, God, breathe on my weakness for all I want is to be like Jesus. I don't have much, but what I have is yours too. So make my whole life your upper room. 
So I kind of feel like there's nowhere better to end this morning than right there. Like, to be honest, this is a literal upper room. It's on the sixth floor of the epicentre. It's been a place where this album has been bathed in prayer. And I actually thought that the most appropriate thing that we could do is recommit ourselves and the project to the Lord. Um, I was reading some really cool quotes about awakenings and um, J.I. Packer says, Revival is a visitation of God which brings to life Christians who have been sleeping. It restores a deep sense of God's nearness, His presence and His holiness. And what springs up is a vivid sense of sin, a profound exercise of the heart in repentance and then praise which expresses itself through evangelistic outflow. And I went, if we could summarise, like, I guess our intention for this project, it would be that people would be so aware of their own natures before God, like Ben said, that there would be a death and a resurrection and that we would come back to life in a way that causes us to all go share our faith and sing God's praises and make Him known. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Brooke Ledgerwood and Cassandra and Ben and Hannah and the crew. And if you wanted to listen to the album or utilise those songs, you can get it obviously anywhere that you get your music. It's called Awake by Hillsong Worship. Now, as I said, we're real close to our Hillsong Worship and Creative Conference. We've got one episode left and I think you're going to love it because it's with Chris Kane. So look out for that next week and we'll see you at the Hillsong Worship and Creative Conference. That's it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and it's been useful for your journey. If you haven't already, I'd love to take a minute just to encourage you to subscribe. When you do that, you become part of our growing community of creatives who are trying their best to live out their faith through their creativity. So join us anywhere you find your podcasts, subscribe, and then you won't miss out on anything. And I always love to hear from you. So please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It helps with the visibility of the podcast and it lets us know what you think, what you're enjoying and where we can go with the podcast in the future. Aside from that, you can write to me on Twitter or Instagram at Rich Langton and we'll talk to you next time.